not actively training ourselves consistently to let go actually precludes many positive benefits and blessings and good things from entering into our life. Welcome to Spiritually Hungry Summer Mini Episode. Snacks. <laughs> so I'm excited about today's topic. I think it's something that many people struggle with and mostly in silent because it's really hard to do. And that is letting go and go in with the flow. You're pretty good at it. I'm better at it. I think by default, maybe being married to you and obviously a lot of conscious effort and hard work. But I think that part of the issue is it's very easy to say, just let it go. In fact, there are many songs about it, Frozen. But why is it so hard to actually do that when people are struggling, especially with stress, which is such a common emotion these days, and also anxiety? So first, I want to comment on the phrase, just let it go, because ultimately, of course, that is the right answer, but it sounds harsh especially when somebody is going through the difficult emotions of stress, anxiety, fear, phobias, and it's overly simplified and it's not really actionable just by saying, let it go. Okay, great. I'm telling my mind to let it go. Um, But how do I do it? funny um, Bob Newhart skit. Oh, I know. Just Just stop stop it. it. That was one of my favorite. It's in Rethink Love. Um, For those who, you should check it out. It's a, it's a really funny segment, but um but it can feel dismissive, and especially if somebody is suffering in their situation. Well, suffering, there's many levels of suffering, right? And also depends on the person, right? Some people suffer, really suffer, and for good reason, other times, not so much, right? So I think the first thing in, in considering this is ask yourself why you're holding on to the first place. And I'm going to unpack that a little bit later, but I think that even negative thoughts or feelings that we have, of course, not if there's some kind of ailment, but just those thoughts. Well, well, well wouldn't somebody say, because it's bothering me. That's what I'm holding. But, that, but there is room to work there, right? If something's bothering you, you can work on having it bother you less or finding another way to think about it. So I think the first is just to ask yourself that question without judgment. The second is that to understand that our brains are designed for survival, not for happiness. So when things do happen, we tend to hold on to the things that we feel like we need to remember for our safety. So stress, anxiety, phobias, for our body and our minds, it's all perceived or interpreted as a real threat, right? Anxiety feels very real. Fear feels very real. So we hold on to that. It's like, oh, but maybe I'm feeling this feeling for a good reason. It's to protect me. I mean, subconsciously, because consciously the answer is pretty obvious. Yes. So there's that that's working also. But this is what's really powerful, is that we can change our thinking patterns. And in fact, you know, we, there's a lot of information about this today, but neuropathways are those connections that you've made that your brain has through repetitive thoughts. And so they're hard to change, but you can change them, of course. If you repetitively think a, a negative thought, for instance, you can work on thinking a positive thought. So everything we're sharing really is, it does require effort and work, but it is totally possible. So there's a term used by scientists called use-dependent cortical reorganization, which means that we strengthen whichever neural pathways we use most often. And some neuroscientists like to say this, it's a cute way of remembering it, neurons that fire together, wire together. Our brain is malleable and it isn't fixed, so we can ultimately change the way we use it. 
absolutely. And what comes to mind again, this is a very big topic, but I think as hopefully we're inspiring our listeners over the summer months to maybe focus on certain areas. When when I think about letting go, and and it's something that I spend a lot after of my we think effort, about frozen. Anytime I hear that, I just start to go out like in song in my brain. That's a good thing. Don't <laughs> let that go. That's a good thing. But for me, it's always the futility of not letting go, right? Because if you ask yourself the question, you know what 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 is what benefit do I get from holding on to the hurt from that person, from this from this situation, the upset from that one, or the even the anxiety of something in the in the in the future? Clearly, it's futile. But there is that subconscious that, as you said, maybe part of our brain that says, "No, I need to hold on to this." hurt, so I know not to trust that person, and so on. But the reality is, I think, if we're honest with ourselves, there is no benefit to to holding on to most things and not letting go. The thing is, though, the more a person stays in that state of mind, right, if that is how they think day in and day out, it really does feel, I just want to acknowledge that, right, it really feels like it's an impossible hurdle to overcome. Absolutely. But I would actually use that as, as an argument, or hopefully inspiration, to let go, because if you're a person who does not let go from year, I don't know when does it start, seven, eight, nine, ten, and then you're 20 years old and still you're not letting go, and then 30, you're still a person who doesn't let go. At a certain point, it that's gets much more nature, difficult. But then exactly. That's just who you are. So I would strongly embrace, or at least hopefully awaken within our listeners, the, the desire to embrace the fact that I want to become a person who lets go in all things and then in crazy things. Because there's only one or two ways you go in life. You become a person who holds on to. The, remember, of course, here we're talking about negative things. We're not talking about holding on to positive things, but, which we do far less. I thought. Yes, it, you 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 want to become that person who's able to let go. It's, it's really a superpower you want to develop. So that's really important to understand. It's not just oh, I won't let go of the hurt of this guy who just said something nasty to me. But tomorrow I'll find an opportunity. No, it has to become a training, a muscle that we that we develop and. Trust me, it makes life much more enjoyable if you are able to develop your capability to become a person who's by nature over time, because you do it over and over, starting the small things, but consciously let go. I think also another tool that could really help is I think sometimes if we understand what's happening in our brains, then we might not just think that, oh, I'm a weak person or I'm not, you know, that positive or spiritual, and that's why I can't get past this. So there's something called negativity bias, which is that we tend to hold on and pay more attention to the negative information or feedback we receive versus the positive. So just know that that's something that does occur. So for instance, again, this is something that was set up for our survival in ancestral times. If, for instance, we were hunters and gatherers, and we were looking, going through caves, searching for different things. Let's say the first cave, we went through seven caves. The first cave was, you know, we came across a natural hot spring. The second cave, we found berries at the entrance. The third cave, there was a bear. Which one do you think that you're going to remember? And also, you're going to go back and warn your friends about this time you encountered a bear. And it's necessary if you're in that environment because it's for your survival. Now, today, we have many options. So, again, we need to choose a different way to operate. And, and know this, right? Just a few facts. Because of negativity bias, we believe something negative faster than we believe something positive. We react more strongly to negative stimuli. We're very vulnerable to negative information coming from others, and it takes less evidence and less people to convince us of something negative. So for example, imagine you had someone working on your home. 
If they tell you they found gold coins hidden under your floor, you'd have a ton of questions, I'd imagine. Where are they? How many? How old are they? How much are they worth? If that same person told you you they had found an aggressive termite infestation, you'd have questions about how to take care of it. But you probably wouldn't ask any questions to verify the existence of the termites. Because we need far less evidence to believe bad things than we require to believe good things. There's a book called In the Power of Bad by John Tierney and Roy Baumeister. And they explain the myriad ways of our brains, not to mention the media and society focus on the bad to discount the good. As they put it, we humans are wired to be devastated by a word of criticism, but unmoved by a shower of praise. We see the hostile faces in the crowd and miss all the friendly smiles. It's very funny. I, I mean, that is so true. I hear this so, so often from very famous comedians that they could be giving, a, they, could, they can be in the middle of a show to thousands and thousands of people. You see the one heckler, focus yeah. on the one guy who has, a, who has a frown, who's not enjoying the show. And again, all to say, it's, it is how we are, our brain is wired, but it's not fixed. Not only is it not fixed, it's our job to change it. Because as you said, as we said, it's so important. And you know, sometimes a person says, you know, oh, it's not bothering me that much in life. But I promise you that if you don't start changing it now, whatever point you are in your life, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, it only gets worse. Another reason why it's so important to develop this, this, this ability to become a person who lets go of things easily is that by not letting go, we actually don't allow what we call the light of the Creator or the energy of the, of the universe to enter into our reality, be it in small ways or great ways. If you are a person who holds on to things, holds on to anger, resentment, then what you're saying is, it's all me. There is no greater plan here. There is no greater force here. And that consciousness, by and within itself, actually stops what we call the light of the Creator, or we can call the energy of the universe that has positive intentions and plans for you to enter into the situation. So not letting go, or more importantly, not actively training ourselves consistently to let go, actually precludes many positive benefits and blessings and good things from entering into our life. Yeah, so this, that's exactly how we stop the cycle. There's four steps. That is one of them. That was my fourth one. But ultimately, it's just not trusting the process of life. It's worried that things are not going to go for your greatest good, that it's not going to turn out in a positive way. It may not be the way you intended, but it will still be positive, right? So it's really learning to trust the process of life and really flipping the script to do that. So just a simple way to, I think, shortcut that process and to living that way is to remember all the times where you were afraid that you didn't know the outcome and it turned out okay. And by the way, you were never alone. The creator was with you all along. So the first time you rode your bike all by yourself, or you rode a horse, or the first time you fell in love, first time you got a new job, all of these, we never had a guarantee of how it would turn out, right? We trusted that when we got on a bike, eventually we would learn and we would be okay and we would enjoy it. We trusted our heart with somebody else when we fell in love. It's all of that. And really, if you look at those very basic examples, think about trusting that force, the creator in every step of your life and every process, especially the scary parts. Uh, another tool is before you can let it go, again, you have to ask yourself why you're holding on to it in the first place. I remember after we had Josh, our second child, and, and I think those who follow us are familiar with the story when he was born with Down syndrome, for many months after his birth, and including, you know, three months later, I was pregnant with Miriam, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I didn't want that negative thought, right? But I kept ruminating it over and over and over again. And 
I realized one day that I was keeping that thought alive, even though I was actively trying to remove it, to let it go, to stop thinking it, it had a hold on me. And then I realized the reason that that thought served me, right? And I I researched how many times somebody was struck by lightning. I found all the ways to prove that this negative thought, there was a reason for it. But what I was really holding on to it is that if I was prepared, right, if I was waiting for the other to shoot a drop, I would never be taken off guard like I was when he was born because I only found out about the diagnosis a few hours after his birth. And then I had the physical pain of labor and uh, a C-section and I had my hormones. I just never wanted to feel like that again. It wasn't even so much that he was born in a different, you know, with a different circumstance. I, I Everything I think I was prepared for and I could get my head around and I could even embrace, but I never wanted to feel that feeling again. So once I realized that and I was like, oh, and then I never had the thought again. So realize why you're holding on to it. The second is, so this will be the third, get clear on what it is that's within your control and what is not. So often we try to control every situation. Some things things are are impossible to control. And having that tug of war with yourself and your mind and your thoughts is a dead end and a waste of time. Instead, embrace the unknown, you know, and instead of letting go, I like the word surrender, surrender to the possibility of something amazing and beautiful and follow that narrative in that direction. And the last is, and this is the Bob Newhart part, stop catastrophizing, stop magnifying, stop conflating. We do this so often we imagine the worst case scenario and we run with that. And we live our days actually thinking about the worst thing that could happen rather than thinking about all the positive things that could happen. If you ask any person on any given day, where are you spending most of your time? Is it really about all the positive, amazing things that you can create? Or is it about the negative things that might happen that you've seen happen to other people that scare you? And it's one of my favorite children's fables, Chicken Little. You know, he runs around, he's walking around through town and one day an acorn pings him on the head and he looks up, oh my God, the sky is falling. And he runs around telling everybody the sky is falling because he got hit on the head with an acorn, right? So I think often we run around in our lives like that. So those are four things that we can just stop doing and and use these tools yeah, to create I, that change. And I think summertime is a great time to be inspired to do this. And I guarantee you, that if you become a radical surrenderer or radical releaser of emotions, you will see that you are opening yourself up to things that are greater than you could even imagine. So what does it mean to let go to me? What does it mean to you, in a word? Besides letting go, that would be the most obvious one. I would say not caring. It's not one word, but... For me, it means freedom. Because when you live in that way, then you have the freedom to actually do whatever you want. You have the freedom to not care what people think about you. You have the freedom to live a life that you desire. You have the freedom to do whatever you want. It's a really powerful thing. So one last thing for anybody who really is struggling, if those negative thoughts are taking over to the point where you can't make it through the day, what's the next step? And I would say connection, reach out to people. So often we think we have to suffer in silence or suffer alone. And I don't believe in suffering. I think that far too often we don't reach out and kind of look for those lifelines. So that's one. And the other thing is change of scenery can do a lot of good. If you change your environment, you can change your lens and your perception of what's happening. Take a summer trip. Yeah. So we hope we've inspired you to let go, actively, radically let go this summer. And as we said, we promise you, if you do this, you will have not only a more enjoyable summer, but a more enjoyable life. 
Stay spiritually hungry and wear sunscreen. <laughs>